0: The recent events that Pastor J.D. brings into focus in today's update are yet another clear sign that we are approaching the end of the age. Day in and day out, you hear rumors and threats of war, news of earthquakes, fires, floods, and atrocities committed at the hands of men. It's not a time to be complacent. It's time to be actively seeking God and spreading His truth. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on July 7th, 2019.
1: I have to confess that I was sort of overwhelmed preparing today's update because of the prophetic significance of everything that is happening, and that which happened within the span of just one week. To me, it speaks to how specific Bible prophecies are beginning to come to pass, and in so doing, they are coming to pass both swiftly and simultaneously. I I don't know that I can overstate that enough. Not only is Bible prophecy coming to pass, it's coming to pass with great frequency and great intensity simultaneously and swiftly. I like the word convergence. The idea is is that all of these prophecies are converging together, coming together. I like how one said it the world's not falling apart. (laughs) God's plan is falling into place perfectly, exactly as we were told it would. I'm hoping you'll kindly allow me to just briefly mention the main developments just from this last week, and then what we'll do is look at what I would argue, is of paramount importance prophetically for us as Christians today. First, there was this Peace to Prosperity Summit. It took place in Bahrain, and Jared Kushner unveiled the president's economic plan as part of the peace plan. It wasn't the unveiling of the peace plan. Rather, it was (laughs) true to form. I don't know how else to say it. It was, you know, the art of the deal kind of bringing to the table an offer. And it's a lot of money. And uh, that's basically what happened at this summit. Now, it's believed that this will be a prelude to the ultimate unveiling of the long-anticipated deal of the century as it's been dubbed. Why is this important? Because we are told, Daniel 9.27, that there will be a peace covenant. We don't know who's going to do it. We don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but what we do know is that it will happen. So the wheels are already in motion. Another interesting development from this last week, and I'm including this because, at least for me, it was the likes of which I have never seen in my lifetime. So the President of the United States has this Independence Day tribute and salute. It was a grand Really celebration of the United States of America as a nation, but it was met by consternation, protests. I could not watch the media coverage. It just, to me, is so grievous. Because I love this country. I know you love this country. My parents immigrated to America to flee Islam in the Middle East in 1963. I was nine months old. And I will be forever grateful to them for getting me out of the Middle East. I don't know if I'd be alive, let alone saved, had they not done that. It was really the grace of God and they love this country and they studied and for 5 years to get their citizenship and i'll never forget that day with tears streaming down their face when they were given their us citizenship well it was actually on independence day thursday july 4th that this first earthquake 6.4 hits in California, and then there were the many aftershocks, and they're saying that it's the worst the state has seen in over 20 years, and this was just on Thursday. Then of course on Friday they had a 7.1 earthquake that was felt in Nevada. I want to come back to This one in particular. And the reason is is because Jesus in Matthew 24, when the disciples asked him about what would the signs be of your return and of the end of the age, really a twofold question. And the answer that Jesus gave was this, that they would hear, we would hear of wars and threats of wars. There would be famines and pestilence. And then he says, there will also, nation will rise against nation, but there will also be earthquakes in various places. And he likens all of these things, particularly earthquakes, to birth pains, which again come in greater frequency and greater intensity. What Jesus was saying to answer the disciples' question about what will be the signs of the end of the age, he was saying this, My coming will be like a baby being born. What will lead up to it will be the birth pains. And the more frequent and intense the birth pains are, the closer you are to that baby being born. And so too, the closer we are to the Lord's return. That's what he's saying if this weren't enough, talk about nation rising against nation, (laughs) there's this continuing formidable threat from Iran, and I believe it rises to the level of warranting our urgent attention. I'm not dismissing the other prophecies. Actually, collectively speaking, in concert with everything else that is happening, this one right here should really get our attention. It's the much-talked-about and well-known prophecy found in the book of Ezekiel, the 38th chapter. It's a prophecy about Russia, Iran, and Turkey, along with another alliance of other nations, invading Israel from the north, which is Syria, which they are presently in, and they will invade Israel for the purpose of taking what Israel has. What does Israel have? Oil, natural gas, technology, water, and gold. Just to mention a few. Chief of which is the oil and the natural gas that they just recently found there off the coast of Haifa. Now, in the interest of time, I want to present the case for what I believe is the beginning of this forming of the perfect prophetic storm. Maybe I can mix the metaphors and say it this way. These are aftershocks, if you prefer that are warnings of that which is yet and even about to come. I want to start with this breaking Israel news report about Iran threatening to destroy Israel in 30 minutes. In it they ask the question of, does this confirm prophecy of a speedy gog and Magog, speaking of Ezekiel 38, from a Jewish standpoint. See, they're still waiting for their Messiah, which is why they will embrace the false Messiah, the Antichrist, and then they'll realize at the three and a half year mark, in the middle of the seven year tribulation, when it's believed that the Antichrist will commit the abomination that causes desolation, they will realize this is not our true Messiah, and that is what will bring them to a saving knowledge of their true Messiah, Jesus, the Christ, for the last three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation. So, again, this Ezekiel 38 prophecy, a.k.a. the prophecy of Gog and Magog, is pivotal, is significant. Its importance is paramount. Listen to this quote from a senior Iranian official. This is the official that threatened Israel. He revised his threat from seven minutes until total obliteration to half an hour. One response on one report that I read from one Israeli was, thank you so much for giving us an extra 23 minutes. But again, quoting the report, this raised the question of precisely how long the war of Gog and Magog will last. Now stay with me on this. It's very very important. Not only will the timing of the actual war, some believe, be really fast. In other words, (laughs) this alliance of nations with Russia, Iran, and Turkey at the helm will be defeated, some believe, within a 24-hour period. That's how fast it's going to be. That's how quick it's going to end. So maybe I would ask the question is, okay, so uh, it's not going to last long, but it's also not going to be very much longer before it happens either. Because of how pivotal and how significant and how important this specific prophecy is. On Wednesday, Arut Sheva published a report about President Trump warning Iran. By the way, I should probably parenthetically say that when Jesus in Matthew 24 said there will be wars and rumors of wars, that is better translated, there will be wars and threats or warnings of wars. Better translated. So, President Trump is warning Iran after Iranian President Hassan Rouhani issued an ultimatum to the remaining signatories of the Iran nuclear deal that he would end all limitations on uranium enrichment if Iran's demands are not met. Speaking of the sanctions that are currently on Iran. See, here's the thing, Iran's back is against the wall. What's different now is Iran has nothing to lose. They've got to do something. Well, this prompted the president to tweet, Iran has just issued a new warning. Rouhani says that they will enrich uranium to any amount we want, quote-unquote, if there is no new nuclear, nuclear deal. Be careful with the threats, Iran, they can come back to bite you like nobody has been bitten before. <laughs> don't you, is it just me or, I mean, I, I really like how he tweets. Just, I'm sorry. It just, you'll forgive me. Please don't email me. I always, whenever, if I say something critical of Trump, oh my goodness, do I hear it. And then if I say something complimentary about Trump, oh my goodness, do I hear it that was Wednesday. The next day, Thursday, an Iranian oil tanker was intercepted, which according to the times of Israel is causing an already belligerent Iran to react with even more threats. Now keep in mind, because of the sanctions, they are not allowed to export the oil they have, which is their lifeline, their lifeblood. So here's this tanker, belonging to Iran. The UK seizes it because it's in violation of the sanctions. This morning, as I was uh, getting ready to come, it seemed like conflicting reports that Iran, because it was the deadlines today, now it's, of course, on the East Coast, it's already in the afternoon, early evening, but and in the Middle East, it's uh, later in the evening, but the deadline was today. And either... Iran complied, or they defied. Some of the reports I saw is that they have acquiesced and will uh, comply. And then I saw another report. The worst thing for me to do, especially on a Sunday morning, is go on Twitter to my news feed, because I'm scrolling down these these uh, tweets. And uh, why are you looking at me like that? I said, you do that too, don't you? Oh, excuse me, you do it on Facebook. My, my apologies. Anyway, but I just, I was looking down through my news feed, and it's really interesting what is happening. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Well, it was this Jerusalem Post report that really caught my attention about Turkey announcing a trilateral summit next month in August between Ankara, Tehran, and Moscow. Now, they've done this before. This is the latest in numerous meetings the three countries have had on Syria that began with a ceasefire in 2016. This is when Barack Obama was still president, by the way. It also reflects growing influence for Russia and, listen, its ability to try to keep the Syrian crises from escalating while working closely with Turkey on military deals. Okay, what's different this time? Well, if Russia and Iran and Turkey don't do something, they're done, and they know it. And that's why. And that's what's different this time. Even two years ago. Let's go back to 2016. Russia wasn't in as bad a shape as they are now. Iran especially was not as bad. Of course, how could they be? Didn't Obama give them you know, all of that money in cash? These uh, sanctions and the president pulling out of the nuclear deal, which, by the way, was the grace of God. I don't care what your position is on... The President of the United States, but that was the grace and mercy of Almighty God that the United States of America pulled out of that deal. And that's what's different this time. The stakes are so much higher. Well, this brings me back to the earthquakes in California, and I'll explain why. Like many of you, I was watching the The coverage of the earthquakes, and I was struck by the comments about how fearful people are. There was this uh, one woman that was being interviewed on Fox News, and she was talking about how we're so afraid to sleep in our house, so we're sleeping outside. And the reason is, is we don't know if it's you know, if there's going to be another one that's going to hit, and they're saying there's going to be another one that's going to hit. And make no mistake about it, the aftershocks alone, these are not small aftershocks. So because they don't know if and or when the big one's coming, they're on high alert. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? This is what I mean by aftershocks slash birth pains. It's coming. Some of these aftershocks, sizable, certainly numerable. According to the Los Angeles Times, this was as of yesterday, Saturday. The aftershocks were over 3,000 since... Thursday, July 4th, and they continue to go higher. Here's a quote from the Los Angeles Times. Southern California could experience another sizable earthquake over the next week, seismologists said on Saturday. In total, listen to this, this earthquake sequence is expected to generate about 34,000 aftershocks with a magnitude one or greater over the next six months. Wow. Have a nice afternoon, (laughs) right? Thank you so much. That's just, wow. So we were at the parade on uh, Thursday morning in Kailua, and uh, someone told us, wow, there was just an earthquake in California, 6.4. I'm like, oh, wow. Nobody was expecting it. I mean, we, we know California is earthquake-prone. We know about the fault lines. We know about the history of California. I mean, we're told by the experts that the whole West Coast is going to you know slide off into the Pacific Ocean. Lucky you live Hawaii, right? I'm sorry, that was kind of... <laughs> All of our online members on the West Coast, we love you so much. But <laughs> Move to Hawaii? Of course, it's not going to be any better because the islands will just, you know, they're going to be, so scratch that, never mind. <laughs> Maybe we need to move to the mainland, I don't know. <clears throat> I had to insert a little bit of levity into that, I guess, <laughs> for what might be deemed obvious reasons. But isn't it interesting that on Thursday morning, the 4th of July, Independence Day, that people in California woke up that morning, and I can just about assure you that for the most part, nobody thought, hey, what if we have an earthquake today? It happened quickly, suddenly, unexpectedly. Oh, The the warnings went out, But the earthquake happened. And then, oh, interesting, kind of changed uh, a little bit of perspective on the part of people living in that area. Now, all of a sudden, you've got all these aftershocks. Now, all of a sudden, uh, they're on high alert. 24 hours later, or thereabouts, 7.1%. Uh, You have to understand, and I'm not an expert, would never claim to be, but from what I understand is the difference between 6.4 and 7.1, it's like eight times greater or something like that, right, Tom? Nine times greater? Ten times greater?
0: Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready, because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass In Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this Prophecy Update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this prophecy update that's next time on in spirit and truth